0: All right, and welcome back to Music 101. I am joined here with my dear friend Max, and we're going to take a little bit of a detour this week and also do this video podcast, which we're pretty excited about because this is our first one, um, to talk about music, virtual reality, 3D rendering, and kind of the evolution of what a performance is, evolution of video, and just kind of talk about like the future of music in a lot of different mediums. And how it might like relate to um, like the actual making of music, too. So super loose conversation, but Max is an awesome guy, and I, I figure you guys would have fun maybe just uh, being a fly on the wall as we talk, like we do every single week. So welcome, Max.
1: Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: Yeah, man. Um, do you want to give a little maybe short background about yourself, where you're living, what your life is like, um, kind of that kind of stuff?
1: So I am based in Brooklyn right now. I've been here for a little over a decade. Um I do sort of a bunch of different stuff, kind of like various <laughs> yeah, sections. Music, tech, and education, basically, and like various permutations of those things. Um I like sort of come from music and I've been playing for most of my life and I got my own project and DJ and all that bullshit um then i also um like i do a lot of web stuff and a lot of design stuff um i've been um teaching a lot lately mostly with like sort of early education younger kids um doing like an after school program teaching kids how to make video games right now which is like
0: cool yeah
1: it's uh like Weird because kids are su- like kids are always weird, but like every <laughs> and, like everyone is like kind of insane right now, and kids are already insane, sure. so they're like extra special insane. So that's like a fun <laughs> energy to vibe off of for sure. Um, but yeah, I've got um, like Scoob and I sort of got hooked up, uh, I guess it was like a year and ch- a little. Almost a year and a half ago now. It was like right around when Masks and mm-hmm. Monsters came out. Um and yes. Sam, who uh, you know, is sort of the head of the, the label that's putting out your stuff, um mm-hmm. like sent me your record, said check this out. I think I wanna work with this dude. Um I listened to it like I think four times that night or something like that. Like watched Amazing. the video twice. So nuts. Uh, the next day i'm just like just get me on a just get me in on this like i love this i don't i don't know how i can help but i need to be involved um and we've sort of been working together since then i've done some like kind of designy shit i like put together a website um mm-hmm. like animated doordooor pizza dot pizza that was
0: that was max's idea by the way just gotta give him give him props there
1: they're uh they're slept on classic um they are and you know animate the artwork and spotify canvases and this and that sort of thing um and about god when did we start working on this live from the man
0: that was about a year ago yeah yeah it's been most of this year right
1: yeah like i guess it was last winter that we were sort of starting to like storyboard it out and mm-hmm. then yeah, yeah, exactly. it, you know, it was like kind of through the summer we were developing shooting and developing it. Um, mm-hmm. and now it's this thing that exists. Um <laughs> and we you know, we've we've put out um like what this one song from it, which I guess is sort of what we're talking yeah. about today. Um yeah. I am I'm, I'm like so stoked about how it's turned out. Um it's it's been an <laughs> insanely fun, fun project to work on.
0: And to to give to give the listeners like a little bit of insight into what this is, this is like a three D rendered world where you're seeing a live concert with like quotation marks around live because everything's performed live to tape. But there's a series of me plus Bravo Bugs, who's an incredible drummer, and then we all played to green screen and then gave it to Max, and then Max p- built this world that we inhabit. Um, and it is it feels like I'm in like an N64 game, but the most futuristic version of it. And I I love it so much
1: Um, it is just an absolute joy to work on Um, and not really something I ever quite done before, because I'm not sure anyone's ever really done anything quite like <laughs> it before. It's like it, you know, there are like definitely points of reference that mm-hmm. land, but. I don't really, like, I've never really seen this combination of, um, like, composite parts sort of all put together quite this way before, um, yeah, it was, I mean, it sort of grew out of this idea that, like, you know, at, at some point, there's gonna be, like, you, we were just sort of talking about how, like, you've never really, like, there has never been a scuba Dubert concert yet. Yeah. At least no. not yet. Um no and this is sort of a it sort of grew out of this way to like well we want sort of to build a kind of a taste of what that would and will look like when that is you know actualized when you're yes. you know actually out there on stages around the road or whatever um mm-hmm. and it's been a really fascinating project to sort of try to envision that with because it's you know, we started working in the, on this together, like, you know, in the middle of lockdown and it's just grown mm-hmm. and grown and grown since then. And like, it's really I, I'm I'm still kind of blown away by how much it snowballed over the course of just one year.
0: Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, and this this video snowballed, too, which was fun because like kind of the original concept, in a lot of ways was it was a lot more static. It was like there were going to be a bunch of TV screens and there were going to be a bunch of me and Bravo on these TV screens. And it was going to be in a virtual space. That was about it. But then it's turned into this thing.
1: Yeah, it, it sort of grew from there as a way to like, because we wanted to sort of, you know, one of the things that we, as we were first testing it out, we would like watch back some basic stuff like on our phones because that's where everyone's mm-hmm. watching everything now, apparently, and be like, none of this, <laughs> yeah, right. none of this reads like you're this big, and like the TVs yep. are this big, yep. and it's just like, it doesn't, it just doesn't scan. So we need something mm-hmm. that like feels um, more dynamic, but that is still mm-hmm. using the same compot. Like you know, it's still just. A wide shot of you playing bass, and then a wide shot of you playing uh, yep. playing guitar, and then Bravo in his room, and then, you know, however many others. Um, <laughs> but what else can we do with this? And, like, how can we turn this into something that's, like, um, you know, dynamic and um, engaging? Yes. And, like, you know, the, we'll, we'll still look interesting even on a, a screen this big, but also, mm-hmm. like dessert you know that stands on its own enough to like you can throw it on the projector and that's going to be a rewarding experience too
0: yes exactly we wanted that short form and long form thing of you can scale it up you can scale it down it's still going to be satisfying
1: um and what we ended up doing with that was um so i mentioned earlier that i've been doing a lot of like um sort of video game stuff and like Mm -hmm. teaching and this and that. Um, one of the things that I've been using a lot uh, is this game engine called Unity, which is one of those things that, like, if you're not sort of in. It's one of those things that you. Oh, most people, I'm going to say, probably haven't heard of. I don't really know. I'm not most people, so I have no real perspective. Um, but then it's once you sort of know what it is and you start looking for it, it's like everywhere. Like you'll see the little yeah. made with Unity at the beginning of like many 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 games, um, it's sort of just the def- one of the industry standard default like 2D or 3D rendering engines, and you can design interactivity and do it. And there's a lot of coding, but there's also just sort of you know, drag and drop shit in and, like, there's sort of a built-in asset store where you can download 3D models of whatever or, you know, particle systems that will make it look like the room is on fire or, or, you know, whatever. Um, And, it's fucking amazing. It's, I think it's free if you make less than, like, a quarter million dollars off of your game so like it's so cool um and it's sort of been more and more like people have sort of been getting more and more into using it for filmmaking lately like over the last handful of years um i think that um i'm blanking on his name and i should probably just google it but who's the guy who directed district nine by neil blomkamp yeah that guy um they gave him and his uh studio like a copy of the software and said just like just fucking make us something with this just like do like a proof of concept to like see that this Uh can be a tool for filmmaking um and they Uh delivered this um sort of three-part sci-fi series called adam that i really recommend checking out if you haven't seen it. it's really fucking cool um just like spooky robot wizards in the future dystopian crazy beautiful it's, just, it's it's awesome it's like super cool um but it's something that like you know they they sort of they're talking um, in the process of talking about it after they made it they're like this is like if we wanted to redo this is so much easier than just like filmmaking for so many reasons <laughs> Like, if, you know, we shot this whole scene with, like, the sun at, like, 5 p.m., and then we decided that, like, we didn't like the way the lens flare looked in, like, these shots, so we just moved the sun in the sky to around noon, and then just reprinted the whole scene, and then it looked great. And, like, that's just, you can just fucking do that. Like, if we wanted to do, like, a Christmas version of this, we could... Just, like, drop a Santa hat onto, like, the little prefab of all the robots, and then reprint it like that, and it would take 20 Amazing. minutes plus however long it takes to render. Part of what I I love about the way this turned out is because it does mm-hmm. have this, like, sort of insane, futuristic, like, what the fuck mm-hmm. am I even looking at, kind of, like, like it looks... I don't know. It, it it has this quality of being this big blockbuster production, but it's still got that like indie scrappiness to it. Totally. Um, And it's got this sort of like looseness and like all of the, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think, you know, I think I like spent maybe like 40 bucks on assets or something like that. Like to get the green screen to work, I bought like a plug in <laughs> for that. And I was like, this is easier than trying to write the code myself. Totally. Um, but like, other than that, this is all just like, you know, I fucking found a free pack of like 3d models of old TVs. And it's like, well, shit, here's mm-hmm. like a whole concept for a Boop. thing now. And then like, you know, go through and go through the stock video website and grab a bunch of weird mm-hmm. stuff. And then like, mm-hmm. th- th- but if you throw sort of enough of it all together, like it, all of the sort of individual components are like kind of weird and absurd and ridiculous mm-hmm. on their own. but sort mm-hmm. of all, like in consort together, they form this this kind of bigger than any, any bigger than the sum of its parts kind of idea um totally that i think like really i, I don't know it, it fits the vibe of like the scubert dubert project
0: 100 percent. that's exactly what i'm going for with just from the music on up and it's so cool to see like this visual representation and it, it also makes me think of things like um do you remember when like newspapers were just ported to the internet and it was basically like <laughs> they just basically have a scan of the newspaper with like image mapped links and it's just terrible. It was like no user interface whatsoever. It was like, we're just going to take this physical medium and put it into this format. And I feel like that's the that's the go-to with like VR or 3D rendered stuff for concerts. It's like, we're going to take what it feels like to sit at the concert, and we're going to put it on your headset. And I like that this has been like a reimagining, even through the lens of absurdism, um, in the same way that I'm trying to do with the music, where it's like, hey, you don't have to just take the physical and just print it under the digital
1: exactly and that's like I, I don't know one of the things that i i did I, I did a lot of work with vr when i was like in grad school um and sort of like right in 2017 right when it was sort of getting the lat like right at the peak of the last hype cycle mm-hmm. and now we're sort of like mm-hmm. coming out of the trowel of disillusionment and i think it's kind of coming back and like You know, I guess Facebook's really trying to double down on it now. You know, Mm circle back on that, because that's a whole conversation. Um, Oh, yeah. But as, uh, you know, as I've seen more and more, like, what people are doing with it, with music, um, and especially when it's, like, a live concert thing, it's just, it doesn't Mm -hmm. really work. Because, like, if you're trying to get the, Mm -hmm. like like the verisimilitude or whatever the word is where it's like we're just trying to get it like as close to the experience of actually just like being in the space like it's always going to fail because you're not Mm -hmm. in the space and like the more you're trying Mm -hmm. to make it feel like you are the more you're feeling the more you feel the gap between like what they want you to feel, which is like what it was like to be in a room with all those people and what you actually feel, which is like I'm sitting alone at home on my couch.
0: And quick aside, I feel the same way with spatial audio. Totally. Like the, the more that you're trying to make it be like, oh, the guitar is over there or whatever. It's like, uh, is, are you I feel like you're missing the point of like, hey, this is a technological revolution. Use it for what it is rather than trying to like replicate actually teleporting i don't know yeah mixed emotions there i
1: yeah i think that's exactly it is it's like this um you know it's trying to trying to apply like the sort of the language of an old medium to a new medium and it like Mm -hmm. it's what you do for a while but eventually you like like one of one of the sort of points of reference that we got a lot when when I was studying this stuff a lot was um like the period of time between like when the you know the lumiere brothers like train pulls into the station it's like this is the first you know there is a moving image projected on a wall and that's fucking crazy and just like the shock value of that alone is enough and then it was like what a quarter century before they uh, w- the, the Western, the train robbery or whatever the fuck it was called, um, where mm-hmm. they sort of like, you know, they started it's like, oh, wait, we can like cut between multiple cameras going at once and we mm-hmm. can show a close up on someone's face. And if we show mm-hmm. what it looks like outside the building first, then we mm-hmm. show inside the building and then people understand where we are. And the sort of, like, yeah. the language of this new medium sort of starts to emerge. And yeah. the the point that we're at right now is sort of the point between, basically between the two train movies. Where, like, cool. you know, yeah. we've got the it's tech, it, we've got the technology down, and it's just no one's figured out what the fuck to do with it yet, so we're still just, like, pointing cameras at the stage and acting out of play. Um, exactly.
0: And and there's that there's that sense of, like, exclusivity too, which I think is fascinating to be in a medium again, where it's like, not everybody's got a headset where early on, not everybody had access to go to a movie theater. And I think that's, that's an interesting wrinkle here, right? Is it's like, we've been so used to democratize technological change. That's like, Hey, there's YouTube now. And it's like, Oh my God, like I readily accessible. Hey, you have phones. Now you have YouTube We're we're gone. We're gone. We got vine. We got like, we're going to, we're going to perfect content creation by the masses. And this VR thing feels still like super arm's reach. That's why I'm so excited that we're doing it because, like, we have zero dollars and we're making something that most people think is inaccessible with zero dollars. And I think that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, no, totally. And and that's, like, really, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of value in that. And, like, you know, there's, like, kind of, you know, there's, like, the Google Cardboard or Daydream or I guess it's called the Daydream now mm-hmm. where you, like, put your phone in and it's, like, you know, it's okay. It's fine. Um, mm-hmm. you can like, kind of, you can experience like most of the basic stuff on there. And some, of, some of it's pretty good and most of it isn't, but like, you know, it's sort of a first entry point. Um, but like, I don't know, another big part of it for me is just the like, you know, to just to experience any of the content, like no matter how good or whatever it is, like you need to strap a computer to your face And block out everything that is happening around you. And that's like a huge Mm -hmm. fucking buy in for a piece of media. Um, Yeah. Especially that we're used to, like, again, just looking down at our phones, like almost Mm -hmm. reflexively. You just sort of look at it when between thoughts. And then there is like Mm -hmm. just an infinite and endless stream of content. Like, you consume media without even realizing you're doing it. And so to then be put into this position where you have to be so proactive about it, um, it's like you as a person making something for this medium, you need to really fucking deliver because otherwise because a lot of the time people are experiencing this for the first time and like you need to come at them with like you need fucking fireworks and you need a wow factor or else they're going to say, like, yeah, I tried VR, it was whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I don't know if we, deli- like, I-, I like to think we delivered that. I haven't, like, watched it in the headset oh, yet, but that's sort of, right. you know, that's the project for that. that's next. our next iteration, you know?
0: Exactly, exactly. Well, I think that's a beautiful thing about what we're trying to do here is we're trying to, like, do two things at once, and I I think that we're like going to accomplish both goals of this is a flattened 2D experience with a virtual camera. And so essentially what, what you're doing is you're flying around the perspective around the room so that somebody can snap in looking at the bass player you know sorry i'm calling it weird third person but they can watch me playing bass and then zoom over watch me singing zoom over watch me playing guitar who's a guitar whatever and then go see bravo so it's like it's this moving kinetic where you're taking the eye and it just happens that i'm i'm doing pods on recording engineering and mixing right now which and, and i keep using the like the the sense of being a filmmaker where you're pointing the audience in one direction or the other and trying to like make a complex thing more tangible when you're going to drop them in the room with the vr that's going to be such a fascinating change of experience and i I think that it's going to be actually more positive you've gotten some reps with it in the 2d space like these youtube videos and then go into the 3d space i think that'll be really positive and i'm excited for that kind of rollout. and i hope people enjoy that too
1: yeah same and i think it'll be interesting to see sort of how it translates to that space. Because it it is, yeah, yeah. to an extent, designed for that. And, like, there is an, mm-hmm. there, sort of the way the space is arranged is it's really, like, you are in a room and there is stuff going on all around you and the camera sort of tells you where to look at any given time. Um, yes. But, like, one of the things that they're really still sort of... in, in From what I have seen of, you know, from what relatively little i've seen of the medium so far like one of the things that i think they're still kind of trying to figure out in vr is like how to do that because you can't like you can't do a tracking shot really you can't like cuts between shots look kind of awkward and
0: they can make you vomit
1: exactly have
0: you have you experienced that so i i did um it was fascinating i did a thing with my work I um, yes I have a job too uh, <laughs> we went and of course like after having been apart forever they decided team building we're gonna go to a VR gaming area so we all put on the headsets and we're all doing it together and it was amazing watching people it's particularly older people for for some reason I don't understand why this would have any factor with age but they were dropping like flies like ready to vomit after after like the slightest little of a spaceship You know, like the feelings of like gravity shifting under you. It's interesting. There's like a physical.
1: One of my professors dropped this theory on me that I really, really like, and I haven't like seen it corroborated anywhere else, but I I just sort of repeat it as fact because I think it's awesome. Is that like Mm -hmm. one of the reasons that that happens is or one of the reasons they think that happens is like when your field of vision is moving, but you feel that your body is not moving it basically tells your brain just immediately goes something is very 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 wrong i can only assume that i've been poisoned whoa like cool i love it i i must have like eaten a bad mushroom or like (laughs) that meat in the back of the frame something something is fucked but i need to get whatever did this to me out of my system immediately Amazing! I, I like that a lot. I, I mean, like that a lot. It it reads like I you know. Great theory. I, I don't know if yeah, it's like totally. correct, but I accept it as fact.
0: Uh, one quick anecdote uh, because on the, the the thing of poison, we there was one of the one of the games was like a virtual escape room, and so you had to like make potions to be able to like like generate powers to get out of the escape room one of the potions makes made you translucent like you look down at your hands and you can see through them and stuff like that and i go i can walk through walls <laughs> and the, the escape room guy got so panicked he's like no you can't no you can't, you can't. <laughs> with the tone in his voice like certainly someone actually thought they could walk through walls and just plowed right into one yeah, yeah it's funny it tricks your head it's good stuff. And it's fun. It's fun to see like where the intersections are with music because like it's the same thing with spatial audio to me, these like 3D rendered spaces, um, it's like more, it's easier for me to picture somebody having like footsteps walking behind me with spatial audio than like a guitar like going around my head. That's kind of, it just feels like.
1: It just, it, it, right. There might be, there will be musical uses for this technology. I'm
0: doing some of it in this Koan record, this next year's record. But oh, that's cool! It's like it's not like oh, the drums are going here. Yeah, listen to um, listen to the listen to that first track. Uh, uh, think about it. Think about it. Um, listen to the beginning. I do some stuff. It's like more like sound effects. I have like little chimes and things that kind of go behind your head, and then it goes, and then the whole band hits in, and then it's like a normal stereo field. Um, like like I like Pink Floyd already kind of got it, like of like you use the effects and things like that to draw your attention over your head and into the stage and into the space and then it goes all around you. But like I was talking to Derek Ali who mixes for Kendrick Lamar about it. Because I was so I was so interested about hip hop and the like use of spatial audio. And he's like, all it is is it gives me like another dimension to create separation from a vocal. And I was like, there you go. That, you're using it right.
1: You know, like, Diana, like, that's, that's all you need. At the, yeah. And, like, at some point, I'm sure, some, yeah. you know, someone is going to come along, you know. I, I mean, you know, I think there, there are certain artists, sort of, at, especially kind of, like, at the fringes of electronic music, doing the, like... Yeah. Re, you know, object or fucking whoever, like that. You know, I want to see what people like that do with this tech. But if it's uh-huh. just like we're, you know, we're remastering the Beatles albums a fucking again, but this time yeah. they're mixed for this. It's like that's not You're right. like that's kind good in exactly. mono. We don't need to keep building a lily. Yeah, you know?
0: Exactly, especially the ones before nineteen sixty eight. It's like, come on, guys.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know it's like even I feel like Beatles stereo is a perfect example of like this. It sounds like the band didn't have input because they didn't in a lot of these where it's like hey, Sergeant Peppers. But in stereo, it's like this is ridiculous. This is. It's goofy. It's like it's like, why did you put the guitar over there? Like, like, I don't know, just these weird things. It's like that didn't need to go there.
1: And the dude who mixed him the first time around was like you know, he's a knight now because those mixes sounded <laughs> so good that, like, the queen decided that this brought glory to the nation, of the you know, just, like, he got all those EQs just right so it all sounds good coming out of one speaker. Like, we're not, you know. And, and you, you would EQ,
0: you'd EQ it differently if you were mixing it in stereo. You just would. It like, like the the primary thing of stereo is the exact same thing that Derek Ali was saying about spatial audio. It's creating room. You can create room through stereo. You can create room through 360 stereo. It's like, it's not the like, like here comes the, <laughs> here comes the helicopter over your head. It's like, that can be cool in the, the right context, but like there's a different way of being artistic. And I, like, if you apply that old to that new, it like, it, it's the same thing. I think that we keep getting at There's like a certain, uh, it's like uncount, Uncanny Valley doesn't quite get it. It's something else of like this, this that newspaper on the internet. Right. Way. Yeah.
1: There, there must be a term for that. Cause it's a concept that I like think about a lot. And then I think we've sort of been trying to like, you know, dance around, um, mm-hmm like as we've approached this um mm-hmm. which is like i don't know it it just kind of feels like a waste of technology or like uh yes. some sort of i don't know it, it it's thinking in the right it, i don't know it's like
0: you use the word actualized about the live show i think it's the same word it's like not fully actualized. It's like it's like, hey, like the, the fish can come out of the water because it has legs now, but it like can't stay there. It has to go back to the water to breathe. You know, it's like it's like that it's like that evolution of things where it's like, hey, you don't have to keep going back to the water to breathe. You can let this thing be its own thing.
1: Right, exactly. Um, and I think a lot of that is just like it's, you know, it's just about sort of developing those conventions and finding that story to tell um <laughs> and like wh- you know what figure out something to figure out something to say and something to show people that is worth that buy in of like the computer on your face that like gets hot the longer you wear it and like makes you feel sick if it moves yeah. too much like yeah I know one of the things, and, and forgive me if I've, I, I may have gone on this spiel with you before because it's, it's kind of one of my spiels, uh, but I definitely haven't mm-hmm. gone on it on this podcast. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, Like I think a lot about um, a VR sort of term. I think about it alongside like when the printing press first became a thing. um, And like, oh, wow. like the 1500s or whenever the you know Mm -hmm. um and for the most this giant leap forward in communications technology and Mm -hmm. for the most part you know books back then it was like this fucking big and it was like wrapped in you know leather and the pages weren't bound and it was like insanely cumbersome and preventively expensive for, like, 99.9% of Earth's population. Um, but it was all sort of propagated to tell this one story, you know? Like, everyone just wanted <laughs> to tell, the st- like, the Bible. is was this one story yep. that we came up with, or that yep. whoever came up with, that sort of, it's got all of our history... And all of our moral code and all of this Mm -hmm. is just everything that society thinks is important in one story. So we have this one like the big the greatest story ever told. We have Mm -hmm. it all in one place. We're gonna make it work. It's worth that is worth the buy-in. So like you know, I mean, somebody gonna write like come up with the Bible in VR and like, if so, like, <laughs> is it available for both Oculus yeah. and Vive or?
0: You, well, that, 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 that brings us to the, that brings us to the, the Zuckerberg elephant in the room is like, he, he thinks he's about to, that's re- I, like, I really think that that's what that keynote was throwing down the gauntlet was, Hey, Facebook's going to deliver the story or the place that is going to take this technology from from like you know that valley of despair that fringe early adopter kind of fun novelty and turn it into something that you're willing to do eight hours a day five days a week
1: which like i mean to say nothing of like whether or not it's like good for you as an individual or us as a society yeah. to spend 8 hours a day, you know, like that's a that's a separate podcast makes, entirely. That, that shit makes your brain I've spent some time in VR and that shit makes your brain, <laughs> brain feel weird. It does. Um, it does.
0: After 2 hours you you kind of feel like jet lag. Yeah,
1: totally. There's like
0: kind of an element of like you like you traveled or something. I don't know, it's it's kind of yeah. I know
1: there, there's like warnings in the, you know, you have, I bought an Oculus quest like a year and change ago. And there's a lot of stuff in the literature that they send you. It's like, do not wear this for more than 30 minutes at a time. Like, whoa, really be sure to take, Oh, breaks. I've totally broken that. Oh, I mean, same, Ooh. but it's like, I mean, <laughs> I assume that's like a, you know, their lawyers made them put that in or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you gotta, you gotta take some breaks or you feel fucking weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I do. I, I just, to be honest, I haven't like really been paying that close attention to all the like Facebook Meta news because, sure. like, it's every time I see it,
0: so much of it's in the se- is secret anyway. It's
1: all just like this <laughs> fucking asshole again. Like I don't know, man. It's Like I've, I've you know, what is it. I signed up for... I, I'm, I'm 35. Um, my school got added to Facebook. I started college in 2004. Um, and I remember the summer before college, like going over to my high school, best, one of my best friends in high school, and being like, yo, check out this website that I just found. It's called the Facebook like there's only like a handful of schools.
0: man you had the the in it you had the the in it dang you're og man fucking g so i i didn't even know about the the until i watched the movie sorry continue
1: (laughs) so my my buddy was like going to u chicago and he's like i signed up for this profile it's like u chicago is on here and there's like you know nine other sort of u chicago tier schools that are on there and then like my college was added like tour you know he like showed me around i was like oh check out like i don't know this this cute girl likes modest mouse or whatever it's like oh fun whatever Mm -hmm. um yeah and then like you know two or three weeks later they added the college that i was about to go to so i like i signed up for an account and like met a made a handful of friends like before i went to school and that was nice and then like you know, over the course of my first year of college, they added it like, I don't know, most of the rest of the schools. And then when I was like a junior, they added high school. And then when I was a little bit after school, they opened it up to everyone. And then my mom was on it. And, you know, it's sort of like, mm-hmm. yep, for a while, it was like growing sort of slowly and tastefully and then at a certain point it just sort of uh wasn't anymore like you know Mm -hmm. by the time you know 2016 it 12 years later they are you know swaying the events of global politics um which is like not really something they set out to do i don't
0: Think? i don't think so i really think that that's an unintended consequence of growth in a lot of ways but not just because it's unintended doesn't mean that you're not responsible but
1: low battery flashing thing on the record
0: all right so i think i think that means we're, we gotta kind of wrap it up we'll talk we'll talk more about facebook meta the metaverse all that kind of stuff because it's fascinating
1: well one thing that I was, I was sort of just getting around to saying was um like yeah i have at this point so I was 18 and I'm 35 now. I've been on Facebook for just under half my life. Um, And there is an absurd amount of data that they, like, you can download all your shit from Facebook. Like, you can, mm-hmm. if you, like, go around the back end, you know, dig through their API a little bit. Like, you can download everything they know about you and everything you've ever posted. And it's, like, fucking a lot. Like, they have a lot of data points about me. Um, but the amazing thing is, you can also see, like, everyone who is paying to advertise to you. And I looked through my list, and it's mostly, like, there's a lot of, like, car dealerships in St. Louis. Like, I have never been to St. Louis. And I am right. not interested in buying a car. And with all... Right. All of the fucking data in the fucking world, like that's still the best sure. they got, you know? Like, yeah.
0: oh, yeah. No, I mean, one of my buddies works in ad sales at Google and he says the same thing. He's like, we know remarkably more than you think that we would know about you, but have like way less actionable data about you than the conspiracy theorists would have you believe. Um, one, yeah, sorry, go on. The I mean, the, the, the
1: absolute vanguard of machine learning that we see is like you buy a dishwasher from Amazon, and then everything on the internet tries to sell you another dishwasher for two years. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's the one thing you fucking know I don't need. Um. So, yeah, there's like, there's a really weird sort of double edged sword of like, Yes, the tech is, uh, very impressive and very intimidating, but, um, nobody knows what to fucking do with it still. Like it's the, you know, in the right hands, um, all of that data would be fucking terrifying for, you know, there's, there's like a lot you can do with that, but it's just like, it's a sword that's too big for anyone to lift. So it's just sort of sitting there collecting rust. Um, and we don't, you know, it, it, it's sort of, it, you know, it's back to the issue. It's back to spatial audio and VR again. It's like, Mm -hmm. we have these tools, what we don't have is a use for them yet. So like, you know, and hopefully what comes out of like, I, you know, the, the place where I learned how to do all this shit was like a, I went to a, like an art school for computer people or computer school for artists or something like that. And so it's all just like, what can we do with this? This creative, like, we don't, you know, it's all got like scary. There's scary ass implications to all of it. And like, let's try Mm -hmm. to like not be bad actors about it. But like, it's out there. Like, what can we do that's like fun and creative and different before like, Mm -hmm. it's all before Facebook owns it all. Like, how do we sort of undermine some of that and, like, keep the scrappiness and keep the fun and the, like, magic about it?
0: Yeah, which is, uh, like, to kind of put a bow on this conversation, because I know your battery's about to die. um, I think it's so ironic and kind of beautiful that they're naming their company Meta, because we've, like, talked about the concept of meta modern, the post-postmodern, where it all loops back on itself, where the absurd becomes the dominant art form, and the, like, institutions that we've like established are fake come back around to be like reinvented. And so it's like this everything that we're talking about technology, Facebook, all of this is like the best and worst of humanity all at the exact same time and all plastered in, you know, high 4K resolution for you to see. You see everything good and everything bad and good and bad exists within every individual person and every individual technology and, like, I, one, of, one, of the, one of the songs that I'm writing for this, the Koan one, I think, I think you liked it, the Keep Calm Atomic Bomb. That'll come out next year. But one of the lyrics in it is, Sword of Damocles above my nursery. Because it's, like, talking about, like, you have these nuclear bombs that are just, they're just there. There's mutually assured destruction. That doesn't just mean, like, two n- nations. It means, like, humanity. And, but I like the idea of, like, a rusted sword of Damocles.
1: Yeah. I mean, what's funny... Yeah. To bring it back again, the first VR yeah. headset ever designed was called the Sword of Damocles. You're kidding. No, they, um, it's You're like... You're kidding me. No, it, you can look it up online. It was like 1966 <laughs> or some bullshit. It, they called oh, it that because God. it was, you know, it was like a 1960s computer. It was the size of your fucking desk. And they had to wow. suspend it from the ceiling on a fucking chain and like the only thing it could show you was like a wireframe of a room. Uh, but oh that was like that was like the first VR headset and they called it the Crazy. Yeah. Crazy.
0: That's awesome. Well with that, that's our that's our first episode of Void Talk with Max.
1: This was fun. <laughs> i think
0: that was fun we'll do another we'll talk we'll talk more for these videos we gotta do this there's way more to talk about like who are we kidding much
1: more kidding? to talk about here this is very exciting <laughs> i'm stoked to keep this conversation going
0: me too me too and as always if you guys want to um see more go to scubert dot pizza you can see the void videos there you can connect with performer there you can get all my links and uh keep this thing growing, and hopefully in a in a beautiful and bizarre direction. we'll do that together. hell yeah thanks a lot, Max. really appreciate you.
1: thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure.